Let's find our seats. It is so good to be back into live chapel with everybody. We are social distancing, if anybody is wondering. <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> but it is so good to be back in this place with you. Welcome to everybody that is on the live feed. I know a lot of our students are watching on the live feed right now. Our church has been going through a fun time. Is anybody excited to be alive during these times? Come on. Are you happy to be alive during the times when you stand for your rights and you are ridiculed, you are lied about, you are talked about, you are, are the face of every um, news outlet and they're saying whatever they want to say about you and about your church. Are you happy to be alive in a time like that? Are you happy to be alive in a wicked days where people are God haters? This is our generation. And I know I said it to you before, but there is not an accident for any of us. There is a reason that each, every single one of us are alive during this time, during this year, in this city, God has a purpose for your life in this city. And we need to believe that, amen? For such a time as this is TJ who he is in this time in 2020. Cielo, saved, free, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost in 2020 during these times. For such a time as this. You all are prophets to this city. You all are prophets to this nation, and you need to understand that this morning. People are God-haters. They have persecuted Christians before us. They will persecute Christians that come after us. Obviously, we have brothers and sisters all across the world that are dying for their faith, that our persecution looks very, very, very small in comparison if we're comparing but people have been God-haters from the beginning of time. There's nothing new under the sun. But there is a purpose for you to be alive right now in this generation. And you need to see yourself as a prophet to this city. We live in Chicago in a wicked, wicked city. And my word as a prophet to this city is to repent. To Governor Pritzker, I can never say his name right, but I think I got it, Pritzker, Pritzker, <laughs> I didn't have it right, Governor Pritzker, Mayor Lightfoot, every wicked and lying politician, every person that speaks against our Lord Jesus Christ, what are they to do? They are to repent and bow their knee before our Lord and Savior. We live in a time where they're projecting this narrative of stay home and save a life. It's very catchy. It sounds good. It sounds like they know what they're talking about. Stay home, save lives. Stay home, save lives. And at the same time as they are shouting this from the rooftop to stay home and save lives, they are opening up abortion clinics and murdering innocent children at the same exact time as screaming, as writing it on their, their billboards, stay home and save lives. So noble of them. It's so noble that they're taking a stand for life. Come on. 
The Bible says in Isaiah 5:20, "Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, and who put bitter for sweet and sweet bitter." So what is our word to a city of baby killers? What is our word to politicians that scream stay home and save lives but are opening up abortion clinics and murdering children, ripping them from their mother's womb? What is our word to them as prophets of this city? It's woe to you, mayors and governors of Chicago. Woe to you if you do not stand down and kneel before God. You call evil good and good evil. Now I want to ask you, what is the word in your heart for this city? What is God telling you as a prophet? What are you going to shout from the rooftops? What are you going to go out and say on the highways and the byways? What's the word in your heart? Come on, Jesus sent out his disciples. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 10. The title of my message is, If it happened to Jesus, it will happen to you. We each have a word in our heart, and just like he sent out the disciples, he is sending us out into the city of Chicago. Matthew 10 Verse 24 through 37, Jesus is telling them, I'm sending you out. He named all of the disciples. They're going to go preach the gospel. They're going to go heal the sick. They're going to go raise the dead. And he's telling them, don't take anything with you. Don't take food. Don't take a backpack. Just go. And in verse 24, it says, the student is not above the teacher nor the servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household? So do not be afraid of them. For there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for one penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth far more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have come to bring, not to come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against their mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. 
Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Come on, that is a powerful, powerful verses for us to understand this morning. Jesus is sending us out to be sheep among wolves, right? That's what it says a few verses ahead. To be sheep among wolves, to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves, to teach people what right and wrong is, to teach them good versus evil, to teach them what the Word of God says, what Jesus himself has said. That is what he is sending us out to do, to heal the sick, to bind up their wounds, to set the captives free. We will face opposition in that. There are things that God has put in our hearts, words that God has put in our hearts, and he has told us to go proclaim it to the world as prophets to this city. And it's not always going to be easy. You will face opposition when you do that. A teacher is not greater than, a student is not greater than their teacher, rather. If it happened to Jesus, it will happen to you. We don't want to fear man. We need to fear God and say what he has told us to say to this city. Sometimes I think it's easy for me to think I've been, I was raised and born, born and raised in Chicago. It's a very liberal city, if you have not noticed. You have to fight against this worldview, the politicians. I mean, the thing we're known for is corrupt politicians. It's that fun to be known for, and good food. Good food and corrupt politicians. <laughs> Sometimes it's easy for me to think to myself, maybe if I move somewhere like the country, get a horse, get some acres, get away from people, I'll be good. Maybe the mountains, maybe somewhere tropical, you know, get away from this liberal city, this liberal mindset. Illinois, I just heard, was the, voted the worst state in all, all 50 states. That's fun. That's fun to, to be in this state, in this city. But I heard the Lord tell me, it doesn't matter where you live. There's wickedness everywhere. So we can't be deceived to think to ourselves, well, if I just move from Chicago, I'll have it easier in Florida. No, you'll meet some greedy, wicked people down there too, and you'll have a different fight to fight there. So don't get it in your mind like, I just need to leave this place. You're called here for a reason. Until the Lord tells you to move, you stay put, and you speak what he's telling you to speak as a prophet to this city. Amen? Come on, you're going to face opposition when you do that, though. The first thing I want to go through is the opposition that Jesus faced as he went around doing awesome things. What was he doing? He was healing the sick. He was casting out demons. He was being awesome. And yet, he still had opposition. Number one, from the religious leaders. We're going to go through a few examples. In Luke, you don't have to turn there. You could try, but you might, you might beat me there. But in Luke chapter 5, you will beat me there if I go one, one page at a time. <laughs> Luke chapter 5, verse 21. Jesus forgives and heals a paralyzed man. Number, verse 21, it says, The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? You have to understand that the religious leaders are smart people. They were studying the scriptures. They knew the scriptures. They should have been the first ones to recognize Jesus. 
They should have recognized what he was saying and what he was doing, yet they were so hard-hearted and blinded that instead of being on his side, they caused opposition for him. They made him jump through hoops. They made him escape through the back door because they were plotting to kill him. Let's look at the next example in Matthew 9, 34. Matthew 9, 34 It says, here he is, again, healing, casting out demons. But the Pharisees said, it is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. Sounds like people we know today. It's like you're being dumb on purpose. You're casting out demons. You must be a demon. Yeah, that's smart. Come on, y'all are smarter than that. Come on, religious leaders. Smarter than that. Matthew 12, 2. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields, or one, let's start at one. On the Sabbath, his disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, look, your disciples is doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. Tried to trick him, right? Go down to verse 14. But the Pharisees went out and plotted so that they might kill him. Religious leaders, hard-hearted leaders should be able to recognize what was happening in the spirit, yet they were blinded by their jealousy. Come on, we're going through something in this church right now. And sometimes when you speak what God has put on your heart as a prophet to this city, it doesn't bring unity all the time you start to see that if there's a separation that happens. There's a divide that happens. And here we have 100 churches with, including 101, if you want to include ours, maybe 102 with the Romanians, opening up their churches, Romanian brothers and sisters who love Jesus, who escaped communism, persecution, one of them I read on their thread, we, they, they blocked their, uh, their driveway yesterday so they couldn't park. And one of the sisters said, did they not know we used to walk to church? Think that's going to stop us? And yet here we are in the city of Chicago with so many pastors, so many big name pastors, big churches and instead of standing on the line of the church, of the church of Jesus Christ, as the body of Christ, they're standing over here with a wicked mayor saying, those ones are wrong. They're not really loving. I'm going to love the community by giving them a meal and take a picture with the mayor while I do it. Listen, friends, if you're ever on the side of the government or of religious leaders that are not on the side of the body of Christ, you're on the wrong side. This is why it's important that we rebuke them. <laughs> Amen? If you see Christians on the side of the mayor and governor and not on the side of the body of Christ right now, they need a big old rebuke. They are trying to be friends with the world and hoping that that's going to bring some type of unity. Being friends with the world will never bring unity in the body of Christ. We're not called to be friends of the world. We don't do things the way the world told us to do it. 
We do it the way that Jesus has put it into our hearts. When Jesus gives a man or a woman of God a word, we stand on that word and we move and we go. Come on, religious leaders, blinded, hard-hearted, rebuke them. And I pray that they repent and they come to the right side. Amen? The next opposition that some, that all, not some, all will face is the devil himself. We know in Ephesians 6, 12, you don't have to turn there. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Man, you are quick. Thank you, Oscar. You are quick. People are just a mask to the real issues we have to be able to see past the people and really speak to the spirit that is causing them to act the way that they are. The Bible says in Luke 22 that Satan came into Judas. It was before Judas um, portrayed, but betrayed, not portrayed, betrayed Jesus. And it says that the devil came into him. Yeah. Verse 3, and Satan entered Judas. If Satan can enter a disciple of Jesus because he had a door open and the devil had a foothold, how many people out there do you think that the enemy is entering and have hearts open for him to enter? If a disciple that walked with Jesus opened up that door. The same way that the Lord whispers to our hearts, the words that we are to shout from out loud is the same way that the enemy is whispering to the hearts of those in this world to come up with doctrines of demons, to lead people astray. And we know that with examples of abortion. Where do you think abortion came from? It came from the depths of hell. Where do you think the idea of homosexuality came from? It came from the depths of hell whispering into these politicians' ears, whispering into ears of women, just kill it, no big deal, it's just a clump of cells. All those ideas, ideas of demons, ideas of Satan himself, from the depths of hell. Come on. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says, the God of this age, who is the God of this age? Little g, Satan has blinded the minds of unbelievers and they cannot see. Because it's pretty obvious when you're pregnant that there's a person in there. Sadia, is it obvious that there's someone moving inside you when, it's, when she's moving around? Is it obvious that something's moving inside of you? Thank you. It's not that hard of a question. That's okay. It is obvious that there are human beings living inside of pregnant women. They move around. You see it through the technology that we have that they put on your stomach. You could see the arms. You could see the legs. You could see the fingers. You could see the little nose. You could see it all. Again, people are dumb on purpose. They want to be dumb. It's a clump of cells. Listen to me. I had an abortion. I already told you guys my testimony. It was not a clump of cells. I went into that Planned Parenthood, and I knew I was pregnant. I felt it. And as I left, I knew that it was ripped from my room, and I left empty, feeling like something was missing from the inside of me. 
It is wicked. It is evil. And it comes from the depths of hell itself. You will face opposition from religious leaders. You will face opposition from the devil himself. And you will face opposition from government officials. We know the story of Jesus. You read through the Gospels. The Jews handed Jesus over to the Roman guards. Even Pilate said, I don't find anything wrong with this guy. Like, he's good. What do you want me to do? Crucify him. <laughs> In Acts 12, we also see that they did it to the apostles before us. They mocked them. They ridiculed them. They beat them just like they did to Jesus. They beheaded James. They put Peter in prison. They killed all the disciples except for John. All of them were martyrs. Come on. A student is not greater than his teacher. If it happened to Jesus, it will happen to you. Let's turn to Matthew 27. I want you to imagine with me that you are the disciples that walked with Jesus. I really want you to imagine this in your mind right now. That you have been walking with him. You know him. He's your friend. You've laughed with him. You've probably cried together. You've told him your life story. You just sat there and learned from him. You know the truth about him. You know his mission here on this earth. You know that he is the son of God. You know it all. He's taught you to pray. You've prayed with him. You've heard him talk to his father. The most intimate moments that he has had, you have been there with him. You've walked with him. Now imagine just somebody next to you, maybe that you're close to, and just say like, yeah, I, I get it. Walking with a friend through life. I know that person. I love them. They're full of integrity. I know what they're doing here. And then you're standing there. And they stripped him and put him in a scarlet robe on him. And then they twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. And you're sitting there saying, that's my friend. I know him. Why are they doing that to him? They put a staff in his right hand, and they knelt in front of him, and they mocked him. Hail, king of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on his head again and again. And after they had mocked him, they took the robe and put on their own clothes on him, and they led him away to crucify him. Now, can you imagine as one of the disciples standing there, seeing this happen to your Lord, you know that he is right. Everything he said was right. Why are they doing this to him? Now, imagine that feeling you would feel in your heart. Like, God, why have we been defeated? That opposition has all of a sudden made you think that you lost. It can feel that way at times, can't it? When everything is coming against you, the disciples had to have that feeling in their heart, that chaos that's going through rebellion. Come on, I know the truth. And look at these wicked people, what they're doing. Just make it stop. But opposition does not mean defeat. And we all know that Jesus needed to do that. 
Jesus needed to go through that so that we can get on the other side and have victory. So a lot of times we are facing that opposition. You have to understand that once you get past it, you will see the victory. So don't get discouraged when you face opposition from government officials, from religious leaders, from the devil himself, because Jesus faced it and he has overcome. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you will overcome through Jesus. Come on, there is no opposition from hell that can stop what God wants to do in your life. There is no opposition from hell that can stop what God wants to do in this city. There is no opposition from hell that can stop what God wants to do in this nation. You will be vindicated, people of God. Even our brothers and sisters, the worst that they can do to us is kill us. That is the worst they can do to us, but we know where we go, right? This flesh is just that flesh. It is here today, gone tomorrow, but we will live on and we will go to glory. And the Bible says that there are martyrs, that the blood of martyrs are crying out from under the throne to Jesus. They will be vindicated. So when you face opposition... Do not get discouraged, amen? Do not feel that just opposition means defeat. You have not been defeated. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 12 through 10 through 12, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God, of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Come on, we have treasures in heaven. Our treasures are not here on this earth. They cannot take anything from us. I want to read from 1 Peter today, chapter 4, verse, verse 12. It says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when the, his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory of the God rests on you. Come on, does the spirit of God rest on you today? If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for all those who do not obey the gospel of God? If it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Commit yourself to your faithful creator and continue to do good. In the face of opposition, no matter who it is, you stand with the body of Christ you stand loud and proud when Jesus tells you in your heart, 
You have a word to say to this city. You speak up as prophets to this city and to this nation, and you declare it from the rooftops and do not be afraid and do not be ashamed. They can't take anything from you. All they can do is kill your body, and you have nothing to fear. Amen? Amen. Lawrence, would you come? And let's just stand where we are, and let's just lift our hands. Come on, I want to hear you cry out. I want to hear you cry out, Jesus, I want to be a prophet to this city. Jesus, give me a word to say to this city. Lord, we want to speak your word. Come on, let's, let's face the wall right here and put our hands up. Jesus, we want to speak your word to this city, these wicked, wicked people, God. We want to speak your word to the wicked politicians, to the lying politicians. God, you know the motives of men's hearts. You know the intentions of men's hearts. God, we live in a city where people kill their children in abortion clinics. God, we live in a city where they're telling us to stay home and save lives, yet they're opening up abortion clinics. God, we live in a city that stands up for gay rights and all of these things, God, and tries to put the church in the corner and in the closet, Lord. But we stand up today and say we are prophets to this city and we will not back down. We will speak your word. We will go forth in power. And when we face opposition, we will stand strong and we will take out the armor of God and the sword of the spirit and we will fight the good fight of faith and we will not be ashamed and we will not be afraid Jesus we pray for revival in our land we pray for a great awakening in our land a great awakening of the churches a great awakening of the pastors oh sleeping churches we command you to rise in Jesus name Jesus, we pray that the body of Christ would be strong in Chicago, that there would be unity in your body in Jesus' name. Jesus, we pray that our governor and our mayor would get saved in Jesus' name. We pray for radical transformation. We pray for radical salvation. Right now, wherever they're at, God, we pray for the conviction of the Holy Spirit to fall on them. God, we pray for our, our police officers. We pray for every person that has a place of power in this city. You know them by name, and we pray that their hearts would fall before you, God, that their knee would fall before you, and we pray for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. God, as they fight against these churches, the mayor, I pray, God, that she would feel uneasy. I pray that she would not be at peace fighting against your body. Come on, we call, I want you guys to keep praying. God, we call down strongholds right now over our city. Jesus, we call down the stronghold of this, the spirit of murder, God, of violence. We kill from the time they're in the womb all the time, all the way up till they grow up. Jesus, we call that down. We break that stronghold over Chicago right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, TJ, I want you to come to this mic. 
He's going to turn it on for you, and I want you to pray. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Lord God, we pray, Lord God, for Chicago, God. Oh, Lord God, we lift up this city, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that revival will bust out, Lord God, like never before, God. God, we ask, Lord God, that you would save people like never before, Lord God. People who are dealing with uh, conversion, Lord God. People who are dealing with uh, drug abuse, Lord God. We ask that you would save them, Lord God, in Chicago, God. We ask that you would save these people, Lord God, who are dealing with all these different wicked, uh, their, their wicked lives, Lord God, that they will deny themselves, that they will pick up their cross and they'll follow you God. God we ask that you would save every single person on the west side of Chicago God. God we pray for the black community Lord God that you would save the black community Lord God. That black people Lord God will rise up Lord God and preach the gospel Lord God with full hearts Lord God that they'll fully be obedient to you God. Save our city Lord God. Save Chicago Lord in Jesus name. Amen. Father, I pray for the community that you saved me out of, oh God. I pray for people who are raising up kids with two moms, and you can call her dad, and you can call me mom. God, I rebuke those lies, God. They can go back to hell to where they came from. You did not make women for women. You did not make men for men. And oh God, I rebuke Glory Lighthood for doing what she's doing, oh God. I call out her sin of homosexuality. God, I call it out, God. It is perverse. It is wicked. It is from the devil. And God, she can be saved just as you saved me, just as you saved brothers and sisters from the community, oh God. I pray for the kids that are being raised up in that lifestyle of why is my mom looking like a man and why does my dad look like a woman, God? That is not how it worked. That is not how you made your design. That is not how you made the creation, oh God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that Boys Town will be convicted right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for the gay bars to be foreclosed. I, I prophesy that the, that the underground sex parties, God, will be busted, oh God, and that the wicked people, the wicked uh, politicians that are, funding the, the, that are funding those places will be exposed, God, that nothing can be hidden forever, that things cannot be hidden in the dark forever, oh God. I pray that you save that community, Jesus. In your name, Lord, amen. Lord God, we just come against any attack of the enemy for every woman, Lord God, that's being from, that's having a seed inside of them, Lord God. I ask for revelation right now, Father, that, that you would reach them through a dream, through a vision, Lord God, through women of God in their lives, Father, that the idea of abortion will be gone out of their minds and out of their hearts in Jesus' name, Lord. We pray for all the abortion clinics to be gone, Lord Father. We ask that you will abolish that law, that you would abolish that idea, Lord Father. We ask that we can come against it, Lord God, that our voice will be louder, that the voice of the child inside will be louder than what they think, Lord God, that it would be louder than what they feel, Lord Father. I ask for a revelation that you would open up the eyes of your people, Father. And even more, Lord, that your church will bow down first, Lord God, that your church will cry out to you, Father, that they will fight this battle through prayer, Lord, that we would be able to intercede for each individual in our community, to intercede for every person that's 
um, going to go get this abortion, Lord Father. That we would fight the battle of the spirit, Lord Father. And we know that we can come against it and bring it down, Lord. We come against all the principalities that are going around this community, the principalities around our nation, Father. We cast them out in the name of Jesus, and we know they bow down to your name, Father. We ask that you, your name will be raised, raised high, Lord God, that you have the victory, Lord God, that we will walk in that, Lord. Make everything that's in the darkness be exposed, Lord, and may us cast it out in the name of Jesus, Lord. Amen. Oh, Lord, Father God, I just want to pray against everything that's false, Lord Jesus. I rebuke any type of foolishness, Lord, even with the leaders that we have in this, for this city, Father. I pray against it, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that we will not rise, rise, um, and we would not be okay, Lord Jesus, with this, these false religions, Lord Jesus, that we will stand bold, Lord Jesus, that we will speak, Lord, without fear. Father, I pray for all of us right here in this moment, Lord, that we will speak with boldness, Lord, that we will speak the truth, Father, against these things because they want to cause evil. Even now, Lord Jesus, there is a belief, Lord, that we are... We're, we have to stay home to save lives, but in reality, they're staying home and they're dead. They're dead in their sin, Father. And I pray against that, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that all of us, Lord, will grow in boldness, Lord. If all, and all the leaders, Lord Jesus, in this city will gather, Lord, and they will know and they will and they will pray, Lord Jesus. They will gather and, and they will just want that, Lord Jesus, that they would just want their, their city to be safe, Lord. Lord, as 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 it rains, Lord Jesus, as it rains and everything is flooded, I pray the same thing in the spiritual realm, Lord. Holy Spirit, fall into the city, Lord. Flood this place, Lord, and just fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, I just come to you, God. I just pray for all the greed and the corruption in, this, in, in these nations, God. I just pray that we would be able to to just send out that message, God, that your Holy Spirit would come and convict those that with greed, Lord, that they would just humble themselves, God, that they would not be in that greed, Lord, but we we come against that, Lord. We, we pray against those that are in that type of mindset, God, and we just pray that they would be able to be saved in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you, God, that there are churches rising up, Lord, to just preach your gospel, God. We thank you, Jesus, that we're standing up, Lord, for the rights of this, for the rights of our constitutional, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that no matter where we go, no matter, no matter what country or what nation, no matter where we are, God, you're always with us. Holy Spirit, I just pray for confidence and boldness for the Christian community, for the lukewarm, Lord, for the ones who just are timid or afraid to just spe to speak out or to fight for the rights, oh Lord. I pray, God, that you will just use them, Lord, that we'll just be prophets across this nation, oh God, that we will just be here just standing or watching TV and just, and just looking around and just not being a part of the movement, oh God. But Lord, I pray, God, that you'll put a conviction in their hearts, oh Lord, that they will not be afraid, oh God. That they will just go out and just fight for what is right, oh Lord. Father, I pray for the, for the oppressed, oh God. I pray for the persecuted, oh God. Oh Lord, won't you be their strength, oh God. Won't you be their foundation, Jesus. Father, I pray for the hearts, God. For, the, for, for them to be humble, oh God. Lord, I pray, God, that they, that they will be strong, oh Lord. That there will be nothing around, that there will be nothing 
for them, but you, oh Jesus. Lord, I thank you, God, for this time, oh Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that we are a church that has built upon you, oh Lord. That there is nothing, that we're not just here for the attention, oh Jesus. We're not just here because we're here. Because we want to just spread COVID-19, oh Lord. But Jesus, we are here, God, because you have commanded us to be here in the gathering, oh Lord. And I pray for supernatural fire to release in this nation for the ones who are going out. And I thank you, God, for the hundred churches that are opened up. May more churches stand up and stand up and reopen, Lord. I pray this in your holy mighty name, Jesus. Let's worship together.